Welcome to the Florida Travel Podcast, Episode 7 about St. Pete, Florida. The Florida Travel Podcast is a podcast to help Florida residents and visitors get more out of the Sunshine State. I'm Tanya. And I'm Christina. And this week's episode is sponsored by Viator. Viator is your all-in-one site for attractions and things to do, especially in the Sunshine State. You can find discount tickets, exclusive behind-the-scenes tours, skip-the-line access, and so much more. Plus, you can reserve now and pay later with Viator's free cancellation and flexible payment options. Start booking your Florida activities now. Visit floridatravelpod.com slash Viator to get started. So before we talk about St. Petersburg, let's go into our tip of the week. So in addition to traveling... In addition to traveling. Yes, that's the whole point, right? (laughs) That is what we're doing. Way to start. Yeah. (laughs) In addition to our sponsor, whenever you're traveling in Florida, uh, look at the entertainment book app. Do you remember those entertainment books, those big $20 books that you could get and had a ton of local coupons in them? Definitely. Okay. So you can now do this with an app. I've done this before. You're not limited to one city when you buy the app. And I think sometimes oh. you can get the app for like a dollar. I did not know I had there was an app for that anymore. <laughs> There's an app for that. There's an app for that. <laughs> yeah, I've done this for discounts all across the country. So you'll start off saying, oh, I want this for Orlando. And then maybe you can change it to Tampa or St. Petersburg, where we're going. So it can save you money on dining on attractions, all of those things that you would get in those entertainment books. Super convenient. Super convenient. Oh, yeah. And um, Tanya? Yes. Don't forget your sunscreen. Of course not. (laughs) So we're going to talk about St. Petersburg, Florida. I love St. Petersburg. I do too. And we really think this should be on your must-do list. If you've never been to St. Pete before, there's a couple of different things we we want to share with you. And it's really two different areas. So you have the beach, which is St. Pete Beach, but that can also include Treasure Island, Madeira beaches, other beaches. I think, Christina, you'll probably know a lot about the beaches area. I do. <laughs> and then you have the downtown area. And so we're going to cover both of those today. Um, but let's go. Let's go back to the beach. This I'm telling you, this is one of my favorite beaches to 100%, go to. It is definitely one of my favorite beaches in Florida. Yeah, or and all of the beaches in that area. Oh, agreed. Agreed. Yeah, this is this for us living in Central Florida. This is my go-to beach. Yep. If we're gonna go somewhere, we're gonna go to St. Pete Beach. Um, you have a lot of your typical beachfront hotels. Uh, you have historic hotels. Do you know that great big pink hotel at the end of St. Pete Beach? I do. <laughs> I love that pink hotel. It's such a landmark, both from the road and from the water. Uh, it's called the Don. Nope. <laughs> it's, called, <laughs> it's called that I had a bubble in my throat. Uh, it's called the Don Cesar, and it opened in 1928. Um, it's on the Historic Hotels of America. Have you ever have you ever heard of that? No. I've been in a couple, and it's really neat. You get this designation that they are a historic hotel, and you get to learn all about what makes it a historic hotel. Um, and part of what makes it a historic hotel is it opened in 1928, but like many hotels during World War II, it served as a military hospital. Oh, that is a really, really cool. I've never actually been inside because it's like, oh, there's the pink hotel, but I didn't pay attention to... Yeah, you don't even have to stay there to go visit. You can go and dine, of course. Um, they used to have a history tour 
Uh, they right now is just currently on hold due to COVID. So if you're going to St. Pete, definitely look it up. See if they have the history tour. I had to give them a call to see. I didn't see anything on their website, but um, it, it's it's definitely something different mm-hmm. to do other than just go to the beach. But the beach is still pretty awesome. I could just go and lay on the beach and be happy. And that's it. And that's the end of our episode. <laughs> And we have covered all the important things in St. Pete. (laughs) I totally agree about the beaches. It is a go-to beach. I feel like it's the reason it's my go-to beach is because I'm not worried about um, the waves, the weather, or any. You just go to those beaches, and it's they're beautiful, they're clean. The water is always nice and warm and comfortable. I mean, I know there's waves a little bit more on the St. Pete area than than say a little further south in the Gulf, but. Um, we have, I grew up there. I grew up in Newport Ritchie. So those beaches were where we went all the time. Um, you know, Clearwater, St. Pete, Treasure Island. Those were the, there's a bunch of different types of beaches within those three areas. Clearwater, St. Pete, Treasure Island is, um, it's a smaller area. It's the beach there is actually rocky. Um, you can climb oh. on rocks and it's uh, got little mini sort of jetties and where you can uh, walk out and that's so different than I, I mean we we talked about the different beaches and and what you need to know about the Florida beaches back on episode three. Um, and I think that's really cool to see even within, what, a couple of miles right. of each other, that how that beach can be so different. I mean, St. Pete is definitely, uh, St. Pete Beach is definitely a, a cleaner beach, mm-hmm. a nice sandy beach, a comfortable beach, but how fun that's Treasure Island. Yeah. So also um, a lot of these beaches have uh, setups for you to, you know, be able to go and either use a pavilion or they have they have very nice facilities there it's just it just makes for a great I can spend the whole day there kind of place I also wanted to add in that um St. Pete Beach and Clearwater area they have these big festivals on their beaches one of them is the kite festival and they did it this year in January it's been done already but this that's the time of the year that they do it it's this big kite festival and you see you can go out on and watch all these people flying these gigantic kites and they do all kinds of cool stuff with them. And and then there's also, um, this one is in November. I don't think they did it this last year. Uh, you'd have to look into it to see if they're going to do it. But it's called Sanding sanding Ovations. And Sanding Ovations. That's, um, that's fun. Can, so, Tanya, can you guess what Sanding Ovations might be? I mean, it's where I get on the beach and take a bow in the sand, right? Almost. <laughs> You're so close. So close. Uh, they build the most insane sand castles. Oh, I, and they're not, it's not just castles, it's everything. I mean, they build whole statues and humans and like... <laughs> I've seen those. I've seen some really cool creations like dragons mm-hmm. and uh, alligators and just everything you can imagine, right? And they'll leave them there, you know, so after it's done... Because what else would you do exactly, with it? Exactly, yeah. And then over time, you know, weather happens and they and they go away, but... These are competitions. They are. Though, too, I've heard. I mean, we we actually have a friend in common that he and his dad have gone and done these sand building competitions all over the state. So I'm sure you can find them absolutely on St. Pete Beach. Uh But I know there are other areas that do these sand castle competitions, which is 
I mean, how, how creative must you be to come up with the idea, figure out how to sculpt oh, it? It's yeah. just incredible. So it's worth noting that, you know, when you go to these beaches, look and see what their calendars of events might be, because these are some really fun things. These, these are just two that stand out to me all the time in that area. So. Yeah, one of the, and what we should have mentioned is that St. Pete and St. Pete Beach is not far from Clearwater. Mm-hmm. Their Visitors Bureau website is visitspc.com, I think. We'll, we'll definitely make note of that, okay. but um, it's Visit St. Pete Clearwater, and you can go to their websites, go to the official Visitors Bureau websites, and you can find the list of events, and you can find what's open, what's happening, what might be postponed due to COVID, and any restrictions that might be happening. So it's definitely a good worth uh, resource. Mm -hmm. So we've talked about the beach. Are you ready to go downtown? Oh, I am. (laughs) Been there many times. (laughs) What's your favorite part about the main streets in St. Pete? I want to say it's the architecture, actually. Yeah, tell me about the architecture. Tell Just me what you like. It's it's like a, it's like almost like an old um, New Orleans look to me. It's it's very um, classic at the same time, okay. and also colorful. I I would go for colorful for That's sure. That's why I say like New Orleans, like it's 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 got um, those. Bright, yeah, bright color. I mean, I, it still feels more Florida to it's me definitely. for sure. Not quite that Key West Miami look, but yeah, it's bright, it's happy, and it's old, and it's <laughs> and this in this case, that's a good thing. I know. Um, it's very walkable. Mm-hmm. I would say your downtown area is. Um, it takes two different um, two different streets, maybe. 10 blocks long. I know I've walked up and down those streets a couple of different times. Maybe it's longer than that, but either way, it's a good area to just walk around, pop into some of the different shops. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's what I like about downtown is that all of the unique stores that you can find. You know I what mean, you can find in those stores, Tanya? What? Shells. <gasps> No, I'm not allowed to, to, I'm not allowed to bring any shells home. And also we're just talked about the beach. Wouldn't I get the shells on the beach? I just had to remind you because I know you love them. I'm not allowed to bring shells home. She's been banned. Yeah. I have too many, I think. Uh, no, I'm talking like unique clothing stores, antique stores, furniture stores, record stores, uh, what else have I seen down there? Now, my my absolute favorite bookstore in the world is down there right now. They've been closed since March of uh-uh. 2020. And I have looked and looked and looked, and it's Haslam's Bookstore. And they're one of the largest bookstores in the country, if I remember correctly. But I have looked and looked. I don't think it's good for them. Oh, no. Yeah. So make sure you're visiting your small businesses, folks, because... Some of them might not be around. That is awful. Yeah. But oh, that breaks my heart because it's a bookstore too. I know. I know. This was an amazing place, but it's, we'll see. Maybe they'll come back. I, we were down there a couple of months ago and we walked by the store. Everything's still in there. Mm. I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm crossing my fingers that when, you know, somebody says, Hey, let's open back up and we'll be there ready to shop when they are, I will make the trip just to go to that bookstore. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but there's the shops downtown, but there's also dining downtown. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you have any favorite places in the dining so realm? <laughs> I I can't think of a restaurant down there. Um, there used to be a place there called Wired on Davis Island. Okay. And I don't think that it exists anymore. I'm not sure, though. It was a, like, dessert place. Ooh. And coffee place. Yum. And um, we used to go there after we did, if we went to shows, we would go see a show and then go to Wired on Davis Island. And it was just such a really neat, trendy, cute place to go. But I don't think it's there anymore. Oh, that's, well, again, let's <laughs> let's keep talking about things that don't exist. I know, but that was the only place I could think of off the top of my head. Um. I know we've gone into the coffee shops there. There are dessert places up and down the streets. One of my favorite places is not quite downtown. It's just a little bit off of the downtown area, but it is um, Nitali's. And it's... Sounds like an Italian place. It You would think, but it's actually a Thai-Mexican fusion. What? Yes. It's, Nitali's is the combination of the two owners' names. And one of them was Thai, one of them is Mexican. And so they take, like, my favorite thing is the Chipotle pad thai. And they take all of the textures of a pad thai, but they add all of the spices and flavors of Mexican food in there. And it's that's really cool. Amazing. And I, again, will drive just to go get this pad thai. It's so good. It's called Nitalis. Again, we'll have a link in the show notes, but they, Used to be on one of the, um, like the Grand Central District of St. Pete, and now they're just in, um, I think they're off of Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard now, but it is, it is absolutely one of my favorite places to eat. So I like all of these unique flavors that you can get downtown. Um, the other thing that they have downtown that, you know, I can't believe you didn't bring up yet. I probably just forgot. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's the second thing on our list. It's the breweries. Okay, I didn't bring up breweries because that's the second thing on our list, and we were talking about <laughs> dining. Yeah, but I skipped around too. <laughs> so Tampa, stay focused, Tanya. Oh, I know breweries. Oh, oh, yes. Let's let's talk about drinking. It's, you know, we're we're about halfway through the episode. That's appropriate. That's really right? good for us to get all the way halfway. <laughs> um, we there. Yeah, there's a ton of breweries down on on the main streets as well. Like we we've said before that there are all of these unique flavors, and you can. Um, there's the bigger names that are in the St. Pete area. And I'm trying to think, oh, like Three Daughters is in St. Pete. Yeah, that's right. We mentioned them. We as have our mentioned of them. The week. Yeah, they were on our Beaches episode as our product of the week. They're definitely one of the bigger breweries that are down there, but there are all of these local bars and breweries. Another one of my favorites is there is a um, brewery, and they might, I'm not sure if they brew their own or not, but they have shuffleboard out front of their restaurant. So I think it's so much fun because. Here's a place where mom and dad can sit and enjoy a drink, and the yep. kids can amuse themselves. And that's playing what makes breweries with families so nice now. Like they've made breweries to be family friendly. Yes. It's yeah. Not, see, the bring your baby to a bar. <laughs> bring <laughs> your baby to a bar. I know you again. love that reference. <laughs> um, am I correct? And I would probably have to look this up to make sure, but they have a brew bus, or they had a brew bus before COVID. 
um, where you hop on the bus and they tour you around all the different breweries. I don't know, but a I friend of mine used to work on the to brew bus. Know. Yeah. That is so much fun. There is. There's Brew Bus Brewing uh-huh. um, in Tampa. So I'm sure they, they cover go the through, St. Pete yeah. area. And that's what I think that they did. They hopped on the bus down there and they went to Clearwater, Tampa, St. Pete and went to all the different breweries in the area. And wow. I, I wonder if they're doing it now. And if they aren't, they might do it where you can get on with just your family or something. It looks like they are. It does look like they are. So I went to Brew Bus USA. Mm-hmm, and that's you where can I am. Brook, you can brook. You can You're brook. really doing good. Yes. It's I, good to I you. said we needed to do warm-ups before we started, right? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Brew Bus ride around St. Petersburg. How fun is that? I've done that before, but not in St. Pete. So what are you doing after we're done? Oh, I'm going on a Brew Bus, apparently. <laughs> I think that sounds like so much fun. Or, or we could just go buy a Brew Bus and do it ourselves. <laughs> yeah, but then somebody has to drive. Oh, that's true. It's better to hey, have someone have else drive. we have two teenagers. We could just <laughs> have them do it. That might be illegal, though, right? Um, well, they might need a special license to drive the bus, maybe. I'm not Dang sure. It. Our husbands can do it. Oh, my goodness. How much fun. There, Yeah, so there are breweries. Um, St. Pete mm-hmm. is, I think, definitely known for having more craft and local beers. And I know on the visit St. Pete Clearwater website, you can find even a list of where to drink There is a beer that I'm thinking of right now that I'm 99% positive is from St. Petersburg. And they have one of my, a beer that I let you know how much I love beer. She's very picky. I I love beer, but I like beer that tastes like beer and not fruit. (laughs) I can't think of the name of it now, so I guess it was a moot point. Never mind. Okay. Well, if you go to, and I just found it, if you go to visit stpetclearwater.com slash gulp. As in, instead of Gulf, mm-hmm. Gulp Coast Craft Beer Trail, you can find all of the different craft breweries that are in the St. Pete Clearwater area. And you can even get a craft beer trail passport. Oh, that would be so cool. Then you get stamps. <laughs> exactly. It's more reasons to drink, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's, let's not, well, let's talk about beer, but let's move on because there's more things to do in oh, St. Pete. Oh, do and, we have to, Mom? And, and I'm sure we have families that want to hear more. I mean, those families may want they to They could have gone more. to the brewery with their family and play <laughs> shuffleboard. Exactly. Um, I think you wrote down the St. Pete Pier. I did. I have not been on the pier. Have you been on the yes. pier? Okay, tell me about the pier. It's it is very much the same as the downtown area. They have so I I again, this is, you know, I'm not I'm prefacing with I don't know what happens with COVID, but <laughs> right. they have performers that will be out on the pier. Um they do acrobatics, they do sometimes playing instruments. There's restaurants. There's a restaurant at the end of the pier. It was called Peaches, I want to say. Um, peaches, St. Pete Pier. Let's see. That sounds familiar. Um, and I'm looking up to see what I can find out as well. Yeah. So, um, the St. Pete Pier is huge, and you can. There's people that fish off of it, and uh, it's it's just it's it's just one of those places that you just have to go. I think it probably is open. I'm looking at the website, and I know it's new and improved, and I think you can go down there. I do see pictures of people in masks 
around the pier. So I think it is open even during these COVID weird times. Nice. And yeah, there's, I mean, they redid it recently and it's, there's so much, it's just so much waterfront. What a great view of sitting on the pier and looking back at the city too. They have a rum bar. Of course. I brought, I brought up alcohol again, didn't I? Yes, you did. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. It's just, it's just one of those places you, you should visit for sure. And, and also take note of locals fishing off of the pier. They know what they're doing. It's really neat to watch them. Can you rent uh, fishing gear down there? Actually, there's a bait and tackle shop there. Fun. Yes. So if you like fishing and or the if your kids want to give it a try for the first time, what a great place to try it out where you're not investing in a lot of equipment and gear. Correct. And you can go ahead and I believe um, the kids can fish for free. Adults might need a fishing license. We'll look that up and, and double check. But. I, I don't hmm, I'm not sure because we did this. Um, we did the fishing off of the pier thing over um, on the East Coast and we did not need a fishing license. So it's quite oh. possible you don't need one. OK, maybe if you're renting something, <laughs> they give you kind of a waiver or something like that. I'm not sure, but yeah. So the St. Pete Pier, from what I'm looking at, has a lot of grassy areas. Mm-hmm. What a great place to go and have a picnic it's or grab neat. some takeout from one of the local restaurants or, a, you know, even a food truck that might be downtown. It definitely sort of blends straight from the beach area. It's like a, it, it sort of there's this there's this blended area where they you can just you suddenly oh I'm out on the pier yeah that's fantastic I love it I love those great big wide open spaces mm-hmm. where you can get a, still a little bit of city mm-hmm. life I I know where the travel times that we're in we're looking more towards these outdoor areas but mm-hmm. I think this is I think St Pete's a great place where you can get the best of both worlds. You can have all of this wonderful outdoor stuff to do and look at, and then you can still pop into a shop and grab some food to go from a food truck or one of the small restaurants along the streets, and then go sit out on the pier and enjoy your lunch and enjoy the view. It's beautiful there. It's so beautiful. One of the other things that I have on our list is all of the murals Mm -hmm. in St. Pete. There are over 70 murals. I didn't realize. And I've seen maybe a handful of them if there's over 70. Yeah, there's a whole tour you can do. That is so much fun. I So the murals are on the sides of the buildings. So when we talk about colorful buildings, now they've taken them and kicked it up kicked it way, way up a notch by painting all of these unique and gorgeous murals downtown. And some of my favorites are... Um, Ones that represent the beach, of course. I love a good sunset mural, but they are extraordinary in how um, how diverse they are mm-hmm. as well. I, I know there was one I saw that looked like a late 1800s medical advertisement, mm-hmm. you know, for all of the weird things that you would see and imagine in, in those old pharmacies. That was one of my favorites as well. There's such a variety because there's, there's modern art and then there's, you know, like you said, the beach art and then there's some mystical stuff like fantasy looking things and then just, you know, cute trendy things. And it is really cool that all these different types of artists and they paint it on the side of a building and I don't even I don't even understand 
that level of art right there. How do you, how do you map paint, that yeah. out? Yes. How do you map out a mural? But uh, there's a St. Pete mural tour. We're going to put the link in the in the no show notes. But um, you in can the no show notes. In the I did better than you did. That was my <laughs> that was my blunder this I, time. But I had you, to, you've I had had to at least, point that out. Yes. Um, you can take a look at the murals on the website too because um, they they take pictures. It's not obviously not the same as seeing it in person. But it gives you an idea mm-hmm. of just the variety because what I'm looking at is some that look like a photograph, mm-hmm. some that are bright, colorful cartoon, some are uh, surreal looking sci-fi, some are just beautiful colors and shapes. But speaking of surrealist, mm. one of my favorite museums in St. Pete is the Dali Museum. That is, uh, so that is a staple of my childhood. I bet it is. It is, that was, okay, so the Dali Museum is, um, Salvador Dali. Salvador Dali, and they have a tour inside, you put headphones on, and I have done this tour, you put the headphones on, and it walks you through, um, the paintings and tells you the whole story behind whatever the painting is. If you ever looked up Salvador Dali, you would think that we were absolutely insane for liking his work, but it's not necessarily for me, his work that I like. It is the craziness that went into what he did. You look at these paintings, there's painting inside a painting inside a painting and images that he formed out of other images. And it's insane. This man was, I mean, his mind was in some other worldly place, but it is absolutely. We'll call it creative genius. Sure. We'll go with that. So right now they have the uh, Starry Night exhibit there where you can walk into it. Oh, like you could be inside of a painting? Yes. (gasps) That sounds like that... So speaking of surreal, yeah. Again. So we're my so daughter. Cool. My daughter had bought um, a day with me <laughs> to go down there. So we're going down to the Dolly Museum, and we're going to do that exhibit. So I'm going to have to report back about that. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. There is so when we talked about you can put on the headphones. Um, so going into the Dolly Museum, I think this is a great museum for. Every kid and adult, uh, I think the kids would really get a kick out of some of the, the weird, the weirdness, yeah. um, the melting clocks. You know, they may not understand the whole. Um, That's another thing, right there. Symbolism he has, behind. He has all of it. Um, images that are in all of his pictures: the melting clock, the crutch. There's a ton of different little things you can. It's like you say, give him a list of. You got to find these things in all of the paintings. What? Where do you see it? It's it's fun because he put these things in all of them. I don't know in most of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there is. Um, but you could do a. Um, you could do a docent tour mm-hmm. as well, and then have someone telling you about these as well. So mm-hmm. rather than listening to the headphones, they do have the docent tours that will explain what you're seeing, what you're doing. Um, why he did what he did, the creative genius behind it. There is one picture there. I, I had to look it up. It is, um, it's called Gala Contemplating the Mediterranean Sea, which at 20 meters becomes the portrait of Abraham Lincoln, homage to Rothko. Yeah. Okay, that's a super long That's name. what I was saying. Like, it's- But you look at it, and when you look at it head on, you see this woman looking out of this window and all of this um it looks pixelated Mm -hmm. which is incredible because we didn't have cameras when he was painting these things so how did we know what pixelization was 
you can turn around, look at it in a mirror reflection, and it becomes Abraham Lincoln. Yep. How, how, I don't, how do you do that? One of the pictures, the, the thought or the technique that goes into it, it's just so cool. One of the pictures is the, is a, um, Greek statue and, but combined with other images in the, in the picture, it looks like a man wearing a tie. Yeah. There, there is. And a bowl. And they're life size. Yeah. I mean, these are the original paintings. These are, they fill the walls of the museum. They're incredible. But they also have then these special exhibits, which right now is you walk into I a starry night. Wait. And you, so the, the special exhibits, they change. So if you're going, um, I think past, I think this one goes until uh, April 2021. Mm-hmm. Yes. So if you're listening to this afterwards, just make sure you're visiting uh, the dolly.org to see uh, more about what's the special exhibits. I went a few years ago and they had a special exhibit with uh, Walt Disney. Mm. So you had Dolly and Disney together, mm-hmm. which was really cool. Um, there's some other museums downtown as well uh, that gives the, you know, just this mix of um, art and culture in St. Pete. Uh, the Chihuly Museum. Have I have been in? no idea what that is. It's that glass. It's that special, beautiful, blown, colorful glass. You've seen Chihuly because it's in some of the hotels in the area as well. You've seen these beautiful sculptures, but you can go to the Chihuly Museum uh, in St. Pete. They also have the Children's Museum in St. Pete too, which they, is a great hands-on museum. They do. Yeah, that's so much fun as well. And then um, another hotel that's down in the downtown area is the Vinoy. And this is another one of those historic hotels like the Don Cesar. You can do tours of the Vinoy. This one, again, is that historic hotel of America. This one is also pink, but not quite as pink as the Don Cesar. Um, but they have history tours as well. They tell you like where they got the tile, how it was a World War II hospital at some point. Um, so if you're looking for more culture, you can even look to the hotels. And inside the hotels, they have some Chihuly glass as well. That is really cool. Um, I added to our list here um, the Florida Holocaust Museum because we talk about homeschooling and yes. how we use traveling to homeschool. And we just mentioned the historic hotels, and they do historic tours about their hotels. And the Florida Holocaust Museum in Florida it is a requirement in the state of Florida that they touch on the Holocaust in their high school education. And the, the museum has, um, they have a survivor speaker schedule. Ooh. The speaker schedule is up now. It's mostly a uh, family of survivors as well. Um, but they do have a survivor speaker schedule. They offer educational trunks. I thought this was so cool. Anywhere in the country, you oh, can get okay. a trunk from them. And Anywhere. Is, you don't even have to be in Florida. You don't even have to be in Florida. They they give them to you for uh, up to six weeks. And it is just, and it goes by grade levels. So it's like K through three. And they're, they're geared toward, um, you know, the obviously a kindergartner is not going to learn about the, the more gory details of the <laughs> Holocaust. But they learn about, you know, accepting other people and what it means to all live together happily and things like that. And then they work their way up through the grade levels to the more intense topics of the Holocaust. And it's all in this trunk and you can visit the museum and get a trunk, take it home and use. Or have them send it to you. 
I, I'm not sure if that, I don't know. I didn't look into the sending. I mean, if sending. you can do it all over the country. I think, you, I think you don't have to live in Florida to come here and pick up a trunk. Oh. But you would then have to bring it back. Well, and you, or you could pay to have it or shipped. Or you could probably maybe. pay to have it shipped. Correct. Very, very cool. So we want to talk about where to stay in St. Pete, Florida. Uh, we definitely have some of our favorites, both on the beach and in the downtown area. But... Um, you had something you wanted to bring up about where to stay. Yeah, so I think in as our these shows go on and we ask where to stay, we are going to start asking you where you would stay in the cool places um, that you have stayed. And we're going to get a collection of these things and do an episode of some of the coolest places that our listeners have stayed. Oh, that's excellent. Okay, so... Now it's time for our featured Florida product of the week. Each week, we share our favorite products from small businesses throughout the state. And this week's featured product is from Voodoo Chef. They are in St. Petersburg and they have a meat rub called Dirt. Dirt. (laughs) Dirt has a smoky flavor. But the kicker is it has a hint of espresso. So it looks like dirt. Yeah, so it looks like dirt. <laughs> you rub it on the meat just like you would any other seasoning and cook away. They also have other rubs and sauces, but you have to check them out. I'm going to put the link in the show notes. There's a lot of little features about that place, Voodoo Chef, but it's really cool. They're located in St. Petersburg. Oh, how fun. So where to find the Florida Travel Pod? Where can you find us? Florida Travel Pod can be found on Facebook and Instagram at Florida Travel Pod or read the show notes at floridatravelpod.com backslash blog. Reach out to us on email by sending an email to hello at floridatravelpod.com. You can support the Florida Travel Pod by leaving us a review on your favorite podcast player. This helps others discover our content. Additionally, you can support us on Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash Florida Travel Pod. Our supporters will get shout outs, postcards, stickers, and more depending on your level of support. Plus, we'll have some surprises along the way. You can support us to give you the best content from the Sunshine State. That's it for this week. I'm Tanya. And I'm Christina. Stay sunny, everyone.